Hello and welcome to On the Record, the podcast of the Cuyahoga County Common Police Court. I'm your host, Darren Toms, and as always, we hope you enjoy our discussions about our court and the legal system in general. Today, we are talking with Judge Joan Sinnenberg, who presides over our recovery court docket. Judge, hello. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us. It's good to be with you, as always. I guess we should start at the very beginning here. Tell us about your docket, Recovery Court. We are in year four of Recovery Court. It is the first Ohio State Supreme Court specialized docket certified to serve people who are duly diagnosed. We are a treatment-oriented docket. Each single person on our docket has mental health issues and addiction issues. We are treatment-oriented. We require that each person who's eligible to participate complete every level of care. And the people who are eligible are as follows. No traffickers. We don't take sex offenders or violent offenders. But we have a huge population of people with low-level offenses that are getting involved in the criminal justice system because of addiction. And so often we see that addiction and mental health issues, particularly trauma, go hand in hand. We're trying to do something about that. As the opioid uh, crisis has gone on, we hear a lot about drug courts. So what makes recovery court different from a more standard drug court? Well, we do follow that model. We follow the best practices for drug court that Judge Mattia presides over here and has for 10 years now. What makes us different is that each one of our clients are also diagnosed with trauma. And most of the trauma that our clients are suffering is either from involving being involved in human trafficking or having been a victim of sexual assault. So what we see is that people have lived with this trauma, sort of stuffed it down. It's been undiagnosed and untreated. What we also see is that it's not uncommon for someone who's suffering this way to get involved with drinking and and drugs. And one feeds off the other. And if we don't treat these two diseases at the same time, we're not going to have success with either one. So that's what makes us different. It's not regular court. There are the consequences of regular court. If you don't comply, we have sanctions. And again, following drug court best practices, they are swift, measured sanctions. For instance, if someone has a relapse while we're supervising them, which is not uncommon, and they let us know about it, we will continue in many instances to work with them. But there will be a sanction. If it's the first time, it might be volunteer work that's recovery-oriented. It may be a, a writing assignment as well. As there are increased violations, the sanctions ratchet up. And, of course, jail is one that sends a pretty powerful deterrent message to our clients. But what we strive to do is holistically help our clients heal. What is it like for you watching them grow and possibly become the person they once were again? People will come in and say, I want to be normal. You know, I lost myself. And we hear these stories. When I say we, I mean our team. Uh, Recovery Court works as a team. And there are about 10 of us clinical professionals. So what we do is organized. What we do is deliberate. What we do is clinically driven. And we see people come in and what they are suffering is ultimately isolation because they have, in many instances, victimized loved ones, perhaps by stealing. Of course, their relationships have broken down because there's been you know, a lot of uh, covering up their actions, which leads perhaps to deceiving their loved ones. A lot of fractured families, people getting kicked out of their homes, so we wind up with rampant homelessness. Our clients are lonely. They're disenfranchised. They're extremely troubled. They are in love with a drug that they despise. They can't stop using. They don't know what to do. 
we see some very, very sad situations, too, because our clients, their lives are in total disarray. They don't choose this. Uh, it's a disease, but their lifestyles are absolutely lousy. This is what I really believe with all my heart, that the criminal justice system intersecting with the life of a person who is troubled in this way is the most fortunate of intersections because at least we can do some intervention. It doesn't work every time, but it's a team approach. We have high accountability from our clients. They have to see us very frequently. We drive home the importance of their, their full compliance. This is a disease that's got our community in its clutches. So this is extremely serious, and we want to do everything we can to, to save lives. The carrot at the end of the stick, why would someone choose to be in recovery court, is because in many instances, with successful completion, they can get their cases dismissed. So there is an incentivization to keep working really hard. Plus, once our clients start getting engaged in treatment, they are surprised at how quickly they begin to feel better because they're dealing with the mental health issues and dealing with the recovery issues that have been, you know, so often been long ignored. When you talk about their efforts at recovery, uh, not everybody successfully completes the program, as is the case in any specialty docket. But knowing uh, their previous history, what they've gone through, I'm sure that is emotionally difficult for you and your team. We become connected. I mean, we, we, this is a court that's really be based on relationships that we develop with the client. Part of it is that the court, you know, the judge, is intended to have a relationship with frequent encounters with someone, with interaction. But it's real. I mean, I sincerely care about the people on, on the docket. This, you know, we love them up. We support them. And it's extremely painful when we lose someone to an overdose death, which has happened uh, it's it's hard for the team. It's usually shocking. We've been to funerals together, and we grieve with families, and it's it's just, for our team, it's very, very difficult to deal with. I will tell you this, recovery works, and even with people that don't succeed in drug courts and recovery courts, it's just couldn't complete the rigors of it, they still have a reduced recidivism rate. The biggest thing is trying to reunite our clients with their kids. That's probably our biggest driving force. And I, I will say personally that drug court and recovery court graduations are one of the, the best things to attend because, the, as you say, they're joyful, and, and just seeing the sense of accomplishment with the clients is amazing. That's it. You hit the nail on the head because so many of our clients, because of their addiction, have not had the accomplishments that many people take for granted. A high school graduation, for instance, or attending a kid's school performance they can now participate in life, but completing recovery court means that you do. we do celebrate with the graduation, and it's very uplifting, and our clients bring their families, and we celebrate. we celebrate their successes. We're very, very proud of what they do because they must successfully complete all of the mental health counseling and all of the uh, required counseling and treatment for recovery uh, as well. By the time they graduate, we have to know that they're ready. Some of our clients will have completed every level of care and say, you know, I don't want to graduate yet. I still want to hang out with this team a little bit longer. I need that support. And we also see that our clients support each other. How important is that mentoring with former clients, with people who are currently going through the program? Well, we learn something new every day. And our clients that have left, when they graduate, it is very emotional, not just because of how uplifting, but it's sad. It's difficult to work with somebody for a long time and then know that you're not going to see them. So I always give that speech to them and tell them, you know, this is real. I'm going to miss you guys. Please come back. And they do. And it makes me super happy. 
uh, to see them come into the courtroom or give a text or a phone call or whatever it may be. But what we have seen as part of the programming with recovery court and drug court is that as they work the steps of a 12-step program, you ultimately strive to give back. And so for our clients to come, it's they're doing it for themselves too because they know that part of uh, recovery is to help another person who's been in their shoes. And one thing that we have seen, and our clients understand better than anybody else, is how many unplanned pregnancies there are with women on our recovery court docket. Opioid-addicted women have an 85% unplanned pregnancy rate. So we've seen expanding families on our docket. As we grow like as we saw so many unplanned pregnancies and hearing from our clients about, you know, I learned I'm pregnant uh, or one of the guys saying, I, you know, my girlfriend's pregnant, this kind of thing, we decided to incorporate classes that we conduct that are to give our clients information on their health. So we have the Department of Health working with us, coming and doing presentations, female only, male only, just to help them learn a little bit about what's happening and how the disease can impact all of their overall health. We've also initiated a pro bono project here. Once a month, we are getting lawyers into the courtroom to help our clients who are dealing with addiction and with their recovery of their mental health trauma issues to actually get their lives back on track when it comes to losing their kids or getting a record sealed or filing for bankruptcy or taking care of foreclosure issues, uh, other types of issues that are very common but civil uh, with people who are in the criminal justice system. Well, Judge, uh, anybody who's watched people go through the program and attend graduation know that uh, the successes are worth celebrating. Is there anything else about Recovery Court that we haven't discussed that you would like to add? This is a community solution for a community problem. And I would say Recovery Court is open. The public is welcome. And if anyone wants to be inspired to see how someone can overcome what seems to be the greatest of all hurdles, consider yourself invited to graduation. Thank you to every person who's ever mentored, sponsored, or supported a loved one uh, in recovery. We know our clients tell us that they believe that they have done everything possible to drive their loved ones to their wits end, and they have great gratitude uh, for our community supporting them, and we encourage destigmatization just by simply accepting this as a disease and for the community to continue to support every effort at recovery because it works. Judge Joan Sinnenberg, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to go on the record with us. Thanks, Darren, for caring. It's great to see you.